Oh, baby. Welcome back to yet another great episode of Talking Sports Better Than Most. We got it all, we cover it all, and we bring you the best content in the world. That's right, and the college football season is just about over regular season. We got one more game on Saturday. Army. Oh, what game is that? Army-Navy. I know, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's the biggest game, right? I kind of wanted to put some money on it, but then I'm like, I don't know anything about either team. And they're both bad. They are? Yeah. I, and I feel like Army's recently been a lot better, but their record isn't very good. Yeah. I'm just waiting for January 1st so I can place my first bet in my bedroom, in my bed. It's going to definitely affect my bank account as opposed to having to drive clear over to six minutes away so I can make a pick. Uh, what's the line on that Army-Navy game? Um, let me look. My gut tells me to go with Army. I feel like Army's turned the top. I mean, they have recently, but I don't know. Folks, they're really, I don't, you know what, it might just be a pick Because I did look at it, and it was. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it was like, I think it was a pick I feel like it's gone one Oh, Navy's one and a half. Navy's a favorite? One yeah, half? one and a half favorite. I don't know. So it's basically else. a pick All right, so if you're needing college football this weekend, there you go. You can go Army, Navy, go Army, beat Navy, go Navy, beat Army. Right? So, there you go. I don't know. It's an, it's an interesting game um, to watch, I guess. There's not really any excitement, I guess. But, I mean, it would be a fun game to the, see in person for one, the, for one time in your life, I guess. the pageantry of it. Like, the history, everything it stands for. So, definitely... Um, you know, there's usually not any other anything on this Saturday, so watching it just you kind of watch it and you <clears throat> go from there. So, Army Navy this weekend, but college football season essentially wrapped up this past week with, of course, the conference championship games, and there was um, there was shakeup, folks. Most importantly for Ohio State fans, USC goes down in a blaze of glory. Um, we were watching that game. Friday night, and when it started, it looked like it wasn't even going to be um, a ball game. I think they were up 17 to 3. 13 to 3. Probably should have been 21 to 3, maybe even worse. Yeah. And um, I was never more excited than watching that second half um, because it knocked, it put Ohio State in the playoff and it knocked USC out. TCU lost Saturday. Michigan and Georgia handled business with no problem. And we have our final four. Um, I think controversy free. Um, essentially, we had the three. There was like this was probably the least contra uh, any of the years that they've ever done the playoff because to me there really was no there was no other debate to be had than the top four that are in there. Um, I guess if you wanted to debate what order, sure, but to me it was not a question of what the order was going to be and who the top four were going to be. You cannot put a two-loss Alabama team in there didn't win their conference. Tennessee, same scenario. Clemson did win their conference but um, struggled. They lost their what I think it was. Was it their two last? Yeah, two last games, and one of them they got absolutely destroyed by. Or no, that was Tennessee. Sorry, I guess I don't remember who. Oh yeah, they got destroyed by Notre Dame. That's who it was. Well, the problem I had as an Ohio State fan, and last week at last week on the podcast, I didn't really say much about it. I just shut my mouth. You know, when Oregon won those few games in a row, everybody was like, Oregon might sneak into the playoff, even though they had been beaten by forty some points to Georgia. And then Tennessee pretty much got manhandled, mauled by Tennessee. Tennessee got mauled by Georgia. But they were going to put Tennessee in the playoff. And then Ohio State gets mauled in the fourth quarter by Michigan, and it's Ohio State can't get in. I mean, Ohio State was the only one-loss team. They lost to the number two team in the country. Um, I don't know. People don't think Penn State's a big victory because they don't believe in Penn State. People, Notre Dame's just a victory. Iowa's just a victory. But... There was really no one else. Everybody had an opportunity, right? Nick Saban went on TV and preached about how he was the favorite, according to the Las Vegas bookies. I love when people brought back the point, though. Well, weren't you the favorite in the two games? Well, you, you got to think about this, though. Um, you guys should be thanking South Carolina for the work that they did in the last two weeks. Oh, yeah. Were, was it the last two weeks? or point victory. And then the 30-point victory over Tennessee. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, them and then the Utah team. Uh, so yeah, knocked I mean, out what three teams right there? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 what again, it's what makes the regular season in college football so you know playoff every week, and 
now we're getting this playoff coming up, and there's definitely some issues with the playoff. Like um, teams that are going to get buys, teams that are going to get home games. You know, I think the conference championships, especially if you have divisions, is really going to be kind of um, disputed a little bit. Um, you just want your two best teams because one of them is going to be an automatic qualifier. And um, you have a big upset from a team that, you know, just kind of cakewalks into well, it's the like a, it's like March Madness when you have a team that yeah, that is, you know, because you automatically get a bid if, in the March Madness if you win your your tournament. And there's sometimes teams that end up that wouldn't be in other than the fact that they win their tournament, or and, and they knock out teams that probably were deserving of it. But because they didn't win their conference, they don't get in. And then the team that was supposed to win their conference gets in because they were deserving as well. So it's just, yeah, it's interesting. Because we probably won't have the top, we won't have the top 12 teams being played in the, the in the, um, Now so the Big Ten's going to settle that in because we're going to put our top two teams in. And essentially both would probably be in the playoff. They're going to finish in the top 12. It's just one's going to get a bye and the other one's not, right? Like Ohio mm-hmm. State wouldn't have gotten the bye this year. Um I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think Ohio State would have been knocked out of the top 12, losing to Michigan two weeks in a row. Could have happened, I guess. But um, it just was interesting as you, as you listen to people complain about Ohio State getting in. Look, Ohio State looked pathetic in that fourth quarter. They obviously have the talent. We all know that the roster's talented. I don't know how good of a team they are. I guess we'll find out when they play Georgia. But um, Alabama had their chance. Ohio State had their chance. Clemson had their chance. <clears throat> this has happened before. I thought, you know, everybody was talking about does TCU deserve it after losing in a heartbreak? You know, if the shoes would have been reversed, I don't think people would have even, you know, that TCU wouldn't have been in that discussion. So, bottom line is, we got our final four. We can talk about it. We can go from there, and we'll start. Stephen, we're not making predictions or anything right now, but what's your first take on? Michigan and TCU in the first national semifinal game at 4 o'clock in the Fiesta Bowl. Kind of excited to actually play the early game this year. Um, I think it's the spread is like 9 right now. And I, I oh, now it's 7.5. But I think it could be a really good game. I think TCU, I think Duggan's going to, because, I mean, obviously Stroud's a much better quarterback, in my opinion, than Duggan. But I think Duggan has the threat that we talked about on Saturday of running the ball a lot more than C.J. Stroud would be willing to as much. Um, and that's a threat that I don't know if really Michigan's faced this year. Uh, defensively, I think their defense will be tested. I think them throwing the ball, they kind of just have that one receiver. Um, I don't really know his name off the top of my head right now. But um, I think if they can find a way to contain Duggan in the pocket and still create pressure from the defensive line, I think, I think things could be good for Michigan. Um, obviously, TCU's defense is... I still think it's solid, but do I think it's a tremendous defense? No. Um, is it better than Michigan's? I don't think so at all. But uh, I think it's it's the matchup that I wanted, and I thought it was the matchup that they should have had. Um, so, I mean, I know they're the favorite, but obviously it could be a very good game. And, I guess we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I don't but. see it being a blowout, but yeah, no, I, I think there's absolutely every every um, part of me believes that this is going to be a full quarter game. Something a little bit more that well, if you look if at TCU, you they Duggan. Yeah, I don't know what else they have. I think Michigan's going to game plan. <clears throat> they're going to watch that. Obviously, you're going to have the quarterback snap spy, but I think you're just going to have to try to control him, and you take your chances elsewhere. You know, when Ohio State played TCU a few years ago, down there, I think that's where Nick Bosa um, blew out his groin. Um, yeah, bad choice of words, folks. <laughs> you know what I meant, right? Um, you know, I don't know. I, I just, you know, I, I was amazed. TCU, I think they said lost 10 games last year. I mean, oh yeah, because this is a, Sunny Dyke's first yeah. year. I mean, this this is truly a remarkable turnaround. Um, I, to be honest with you, I see Michigan winning this ten to fourteen points. Um, hey, Michigan could turn the ball over, right? They could, they could, you know, do something like I that. I mean, there's a million reasons why TCU could win this game. So, but um, I think if both teams kind of play. 
I think if both teams play an equivalent game, I think Michigan is a better team. Yeah, but. that's what I'm saying. That's why I think 10 to 14 makes sense. Michigan turns the ball over, stuff like that, penalties, which Michigan hasn't really been a, a penalty-laden team. I think there's really no doubt Michigan wins this game. Quentin Johnson. He's the guy that's their, their wide receiver one. Good to see TCU. I think they're a quality team, especially in the Big 12 with the likes of Oklahoma and the Texases and the Oklahoma States. I think Michigan, though, again, just from top to bottom is the better team. But again, in, a, in in sixty minutes, anything can happen. I I think Michigan. I think Michigan also has the momentum of of the way they've been playing. They were in this spot last year and kind of got embarrassed by Georgia. I think they got everything rolling in the right direction. I, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. When we make our predictions in a couple of weeks, my score would probably be something like forty one twenty eight, something like that. I think Michigan wins. I don't think it's a blowout. I think going in the second half, we'll still be watching with interest. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, but I don't see Michigan blowing see, them out I at all. I see a 10 to 14 point win, pretty simply. It would be nice. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was looking at the stats of their last game, and Duggan ran for 110 yards, uh, and their leading rusher with a running back was 87 yards. So. I think their biggest task, I think they can cover the receiver. I think it is containing um, Duggan. And I don't know if he's really somebody that wants to run or if it was just Yeah, I it was just present. all season that yeah. this was like the way he carried it. He seemed to throw the ball. He seemed to be kind of getting up and down. Like, I don't remember this, but they've struggled. They, they struggled against them kind of. Baylor almost got them. Yeah. Like, they, they're, they're the Cinderella story. They're the team that has come back and won these close games. Um, so you can't ever count a team out like that, right? You just wonder, are they destined? Again, yeah, so over a quarter of his yards rushing all year were on Saturday. Yeah, I don't think he's necessarily known for that. Again, like you said, it presented itself. He took advantage of it. Otherwise, it was going to be a blowout. Um, so, again, I, it's going to be an exciting game. Um, clearly, Michigan is the favorite. And as long as Michigan plays their game, Michigan kind of always in the first half has been a slow starting team and, and makes some great halftime adjustments and comes out swinging in the second half as they did on Saturday night again. I think, again, if Michigan plays their game, they win 10 to 14 points, I think, easily. Um, turnovers, things like that, penalties, then Michigan all of a sudden is in a, in a dogfight in the fourth quarter. That's the way I see it. Yeah, so, I agree. We'll take a look, we'll, of course, dive into a little bit more. Steve will get a chance to analyze that TCU team a little bit more. And then, of course, the nightcap in um, Georgia, of course, in the Peach Bowl, 70 miles from Athens, Georgia, and Ohio State will play in um, the Peach Bowl. First time for Ohio State ever playing in the Peach Bowl. And I think you said it earlier, the line in the other game, I think it's a seven and this a half. This is six and a half, six it and says. Half. Georgia over Ohio State. Um, we're going to find out a lot. I think here's the thing. Um, we are, a, we're a, we're a country of the current time. And the last time we saw Ohio state, um, they were trying to fire their coach. The players were mad. Fans were angry because they had gotten embarrassed in the fourth quarter against Michigan and Georgia, um, just keeps winning. They gave up though, a ton of passing yards to LSU. Mm -hmm. They won, I think comfortably though, 50 to 30. So my take on that game um, is going to be pretty simple. Do I think Ohio State has the talent to win? Yes. Do they have the players to win? Yes. Um, I don't think Georgia's defense is – they can't night. be what they were last year. They just lost yeah. too much talent. Offensively, Georgia has really struggled in some games. If I'm Ohio State, Jim knows I take the Missouri game and I take the Kentucky game. And I say, what in the hell did they do in those two games? Um, they did something. But, um, Bennett's not going to run the ball, most likely. Um, Ohio State has a great chance to beat Georgia, I think. I The world's against Ohio State. They're playing in Georgia. Here's the only thing I'm going to tell you why I'm nervous about Ohio State. <clears throat> um you know, Ryan Day even said it on Sunday. It's, it, they got a second lease on life. 
Ryan Day looks angry. He looks mad. I don't know as a professional athlete, Ohio State, when they left that stadium on Saturday afternoon, the program was distraught after what happened two straight years. I don't know if just because all of a sudden they got now one of their goals back in front of them, or two of their goals potentially, like, I just I, I just wonder, the mental part of the game. You know, I was telling someone the other day, to me, Michigan broke Ohio State. This is the only thing that they have a chance to, I think, redeem and save themselves. Like, when I mean broke, I don't mean the program. I just mean, like, they need a year off, right? Like, mm-hmm. they need they need August to come and start all over fresh and go from there. So I just wonder if you, with that such huge range of emotions, where they fall into place. I don't know. The only good thing is it's still a month away, so they got a lot of time to kind of think about it. Um, again, I... I don't think George is as dominating of a team as they were last year. Mm-hmm. But we're going to find out. And um, I, I like the position Ohio State's in in terms of playing in Georgia. I think that's good. Again, it's going to be them versus Ohio State. Everyone's not going to give Ohio State a chance to win. All anyone's ever going to say is Ohio State has the athletes to compete. But they won't pick Ohio State to win. So I think, again, if Ohio State, they got to figure out their running back situation. Um I don't know if Mayan's going to play or Chip's going to run the ball or apparently I think the freshman's going to go back to to Tennessee, so he's probably not going to play um, the freshman running back. So Ohio State's got that to worry about. I'm so tired already of seeing people talk about Jackson um, not playing in the game. He, he didn't play the whole year. So, like, to me it doesn't matter. Um, all I know is this. When Ohio State played Alabama in 2020 for the national championship, like I told you, um, what's his name, the the wide receiver, they threw to him every play. Mm-hmm. If Marvin Harrison is that good, you throw to Marvin Harrison on every play. Mm-hmm. He needs to be. They didn't throw to Marvin Harrison in the Michigan game, and maybe it's because Michigan was just tightening him down. I don't care. If he's that good, you keep throwing to him, and eventually he'll make plays. So I think the offense can do something, and the Ohio State defense, well, well, I we'll think something that Michigan did was things. that confused Ohio State was, like, they saved different coverages that they have never seen and changed it up a lot. I think that just made it more difficult for them because they didn't, I mean, as much as you would think they, I mean, yeah, I think he still had 10 catches, but, and I don't remember how many Jigba had, or, uh, yeah, or whatever his name is. Yeah, Luke it just, Off, it or was, whatever his name it was, was a very, I mean, he had the one big catch, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I, well, I mean, he stood in the pocket for a long time. You were waiting for him to throw it, and it just it just well, didn't Stroud seem to. Had a ton of time. We said that's what this, I meant. We said this last week, right? Like Ohio State and Michigan's offensive lines were unbelievable in that game. I mean, like I was surprised that like sometimes I'd be watching and he'd be in the pocket for five seconds, and I'm like waiting for him to throw it to somebody, and you know it's hard because you can't on TV you don't get to see you know what the coverage is looking like, so it's hard to tell really um, what was going on. Yeah, I mean we got to get a lot of time to break down the game. Georgia's number one wide receiver is actually their tight end, who is um, the best tight end in the country, Bauer. Um, Ohio State's going to have to figure out how to defend him. Their number one wide receiver left the game with tendonitis um, in the SEC championship game. And um, I think Georgia, I think the mindset is Georgia's going to come in and bully Ohio State. I don't know about that. Um, but I let's let's get to the meat of the potatoes here, folks. Um if Michigan wins and we're in the fourth quarter and we got a game in the Peach Bowl, the conversation turns to Ohio State-Michigan playing for a national title mm-hmm. on January 10th. Um, let me be honest with you, Stephen. I never thought in our lifetime that we'd ever see Ohio State and Michigan have a chance to play potentially for a national. I mean, it's all smoke and mirrors right now because they could both lose. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I think this will be the last time in the four-team playoff because – after the once they go to twelve, they'll have a chance most likely, almost every year theoretically. Yeah, obviously if they lose in the first round, it won't matter. Long. But <clears throat> to me, it's the perfect setup, right? Like they may play each other in the playoff, maybe in round two or something. Yeah. But again, the chance of them really, first of all, it doesn't happen even in basketball that often that two teams. From the yeah, they doesn't. For the it's amazing title. how not often that. And happens I know it's happened in the last couple of years in the SEC, but. I think we've always wondered, could it ever happen in the Big Ten? 
And to be honest with you, I think we got a realistic chance of Ohio State and Michigan playing for the national title in a game that I think would um, shatter TV records and would probably put the two fan bases, thank God there'd only be, I think, nine days in between for the fan bases to go at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it would, it would um, I think it would be probably one of the most, um, I, I guess, you know, like when we've had in the SEC with Alabama and Georgia, like for a long time, they're, they're not necessarily rivals, right? Like, they don't play every year. Yeah. Um, Ohio State. They only play every year, usually in the SEC Championship. Yeah, and that's just been recently. Yeah, that's, that's just been, been recently. Vital. They don't play each other in the regular season. Five or six years. I mean, Ohio State-Michigan is a is a rival, folks. Like, mm-hmm. this is it. And um, I think it can, just would bring about the most dynamic national championship in the history of the college football, I, I think, ever in college football. It, mm-hmm. would, it, would, it would just do that. Um, and I know one thing, um, you got two coaches that I don't know if they'd sleep for nine days, um, because <laughs> it would be unbelievable. So we'll break down the two games as we get a little bit closer. Um, yeah, we got three, three and a half weeks. Yeah. Game we got not played. <laughs> we'll see what kind of, um, what else is going on in between then. Um, some other things that we'll talk about for a few seconds. Um, I'm sorry, it's January 9th, this championship game, not January 9th. Um, 10th. Um, the Rose Bowl, we got a Big Ten school in Penn State going up against Utah. Um, Utah just smacked Caleb Williams in the mouth after he got injured um, in that game. Of course, the Rose Bowl, always a, a great matchup. And I think you got two teams that kind of, uh, they're good, two good teams, I think, to go at it. Yeah, I think Penn State's been disrespected with their ranking, but I think Utah's a better team. Yeah, there's no. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'll give you a little pick. Utah's gonna win this game. Yeah, I completely uh, agree. Now, I was looking at the line. Tulane is just a two point dog, two and a half or two point dog. Yeah, the USC. USC. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if Caleb Williams doesn't play, that's that's huge. I'm um, assuming he'd play, but I guess we don't really know the extent knows, of his injuries. And I mean, that that I thought was a smack in the face. Only yeah. a two point dog. I mean, wow that that sounded that was pretty crazy. Well, that's the crazy thing. If they would have won. Friday night, they'd be in the playoff. Now they're a two-point favorite. Yeah, favorite to Tulane. Tulane. Um, Who in the world put Iowa and Kentucky in a bowl together, folks? We won't even talk about that one. Okay, Alabama and Kansas State. Kansas State fans are fired up about this. Um, They finally get their chance to take down the big boy in Alabama. We'll see how energized Alabama is. We'll see if any players, you know, go out, but... That's on the same day, December 31st. You go Alabama, Kansas State, headed into the two. Of Iowa, course, Kentucky. Um, yeah, Iowa, Kentucky again. Well, and then you got the two semifinals. The Music City Bowl. Yeah, what about the two orange teams? It's going to be all orange. Yeah, all orange. I saw that. Clemson and Tennessee. And Clemson just lost their uh, DJ. Yeah, DJ's gone. Transferring out. The question is, I mean. Hendon Hooker isn't playing, though. I mean, no, he tore his ACL Wilson or whatever. Joe so. able to. No, Joe Milton. Joe Milton. able to. Um, what, what, I don't know if he's playing. I read something about him. Yeah, he was playing. Oh, you don't know if he's playing? He was playing, I think. He was their starting quarterback. I don't know if he's still going to. Um, but um, Milton threw the ball around a little bit. So Clemson, of course, starting a new quarterback. So it's going to be pretty um, – it's going to be just pretty orange, folks. That's all I can say. It is going to be all orange. As orange as it gets. That's and, certain. Um, Notre Dame playing South Carolina. <laughs> Boy, South Carolina – has awoken from the dead. Now Notre Dame's quarterback's transferring. Um, yeah, I don't know who the hell they're going to be under. Who's going to be under center for them? But no rumor has. I, I don't know. But I hear they look in the transfer portal maybe for some players, which. Um, but I assume that they wouldn't be able to play in the bowl game. Though. No, but I mean going into next year. Yeah, yeah, they have to do. They have that's to do that. That's going to be um, pretty interesting, I think, to see how that all plays out in terms of. I mean, I. I I don't know. I don't think neither of the quarterbacks for Notre Dame was dynamic, so we'll see how that really goes. A good matchup, I think, also is Texas and Washington. Michael Penix announcing he's coming back for a senior year. Washington's probably going to be the favorite out in the Pac-12 next year. Um, we know what Penix can do with his feet. He throws the ball. I mean, it's a stud, and um, he's going to get a chance to do his thing as well. Hey, Bowling Green's going to Detroit. It's a far drive for him. Fill the stadium. How about that? Bowling Green? Playing against New Mexico State, we went to the Tito Rocket game, watched them get a huge win in the MAC championship game over Ohio. 
they're going to the Boca Raton Bowl to play Liberty. Hugh Freeze and this, I, I don't know if he's coaching or not now that he's going to Auburn, but Toledo, ugh, I think Toledo didn't look too hot, but we'll see what happens. You never know. I mean, uh, and it starts off early on Sunday, on Saturday, December 17th. They see Florida versus Oregon State. Oregon State, that is really a program that is on the revival going against Florida. I don't know what's going on with Florida. I don't know if they're good, bad. And their quarterback is declaring Florida for the draft. So, um, you know, they finally had somebody who people thought was kind of in there, and he's gone. So, there's I don't definitely. Think anyone really thought he was that good, though. No, but he, he, he had that beginning, bad. that first game that everybody just, I think, fell in love with them, and it kind of just fell apart. So next week we'll start predicting some of these games week by week. Um, hey, we got to take a little more time and analyze this. We got to give you the correct picks. And Stephen, what about um, the thought of the Heisman Trophy? Um, I think probably. Um, I was a little shocked by the four names that we're picking. We got C.J. Stroud of Ohio State, um, Bennett, Bennett out of Georgia, and um, Kale Williams and Duggan. Duggan, Max Duggan. So basically, they yeah. mind, they need to rename the Heisman Trophy yeah. just the what is it the Davy O'Brien Award, right? It's just the best it's, quarterback. Yeah, I mean that, that's what they said, um, and I don't know what you do to change that because the quarterback's the flash. You know, he's the he's the guy. Um, now people were mad that Hendon Hooker from from Tennessee wasn't in. Yeah. But we got to remember something, folks. He actually was throwing the ball more than Hendon Hooker. Stenson was. Like yeah. I know that seems something. I feel like Stenson Bennett's in it for like the lifetime achievement award, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's been great. So we're just gonna go ahead and give it to him. Um, well, it's just because he plays for Georgia. And yeah, and they're undefeated. Like they said, um, he's throwing to a bunch of NFL guys right now. It, it probably makes it a little easier. I I thought, and I really and the think, best tight end in the country without a question. Yeah, and I think I'm right, and I know nobody's talking about it, but I really believe um, Lincoln Riley only left Caleb Williams in that game to help him win the, yeah, Heisman. the Heisman. I mean, he looked hurt. Obviously, I think they would have had a better chance to win with a different quarterback, but they they kept him in the game. He's going to win the Heisman, no doubt about that. Um, Duggan basically had. Uh, he had another heroic performance, which I think got him in. Um, if he doesn't probably have those last two drives, I'm telling you, he's not in the Heisman Trophy finalist. Mm-hmm. Um, those last two drives got him there. And C.J. Stroud had a good year. Um, I don't think C.J. Stroud, though, can win the Heisman. He didn't really have a signature moment. Just a good quarterback um, that somebody's going to take in the NFL draft and see what they can do with them. So... I think Caleb Williams yeah, think is going to win, but I and it also is probably because of the fact that Caleb Williams, they changed so much in a year that I just think that there's no other direction that they'll go. I mean, I guess you could say Duggan did the same thing at TCU, but I think when you think of TCU and USC, who do you think who who comes to mind first? Right. USC. So, I mean, I think Caleb Williams, and also Caleb Williams has been on on the face kind of last year and this year too. I do so. think Blake Corum was a snub. I think after what we saw him do with Michigan did, um, I think what actually might have hurt Blake Corum is the fact that Michigan won the last two games and um, what's-his-name ran the ball so well. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think if Michigan wouldn't have ran the ball and would have had to throw the ball to win all the time, I think you know I think those two big runs by what's-his-name yeah. in the Ohio Donovan State game Edwards. probably hurt Blake Corum, right? Yeah, I mean uh- – Obviously, had a good year. I think to get the invite. I mean, I yeah, I'm not really that surprised that he didn't. I mean, due to the injury. I mean, it's just the way it works. I mean, if you don't, pretty much, if you don't play every game, you're not going to get the at least an invite. Um, and also, I mean, the non-conference, him not really playing much of the second half of the first three games, not playing really against Ohio State, not playing second half against Illinois, and he still ended up with almost 1,500 yards. Didn't play in the in the Big Ten championship. So, I mean, if if he stays healthy plays a solid non-conference, at least one game where he maybe have to play the whole game. Um, I think he easily could have ended up with close to 2,000 yards. And not to mention, he's got a pretty good running back behind him. So I think that also, you know, he lost carries due to that as well. But, I mean, was I surprised that he wasn't in it? Absolutely not. But I just think it was time. They, you got to bring some different players in. Well, that's, that's the problem. I mean, they said the, the same thing with Kenneth Walker last year. Teams. I mean, come on. Like, I, I feel like somewhere along the line, I get what the Heisman Trophy can't, the Heisman Trophy is, but 
I think it's time to diversify a little bit. And, and I mean, that's just the way it is. It's, uh, do I think Max Duggan is the best player in college football? Absolutely not. Well, he says anything about Stetson Bennett. Uh, he's obviously well, no, not. I don't believe he's the yeah. best player in college football either. Well, that's the I, problem. They, they probably do need to. I mean, I know that, like, with the whole, like, top non-power five, they need a top non-quarterback as an invite almost. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how the numbers finally are, who finishes up there. I think it. I think it's going to be a blowout. I think Caleb Williams is going to win hands down. I'm telling you. Him, yeah, him, I don't think there's really much of it. Because, I mean, him. the only one that's going to, it's going to go, uh, Caleb Williams, I would say C.J. Stroud second. And I feel like third and fourth are like, I mean, awesome. they're pretty much like, Duggan may get it because of the sympathy vote, I think, after the game. Yeah. Like, everybody's going to look and say TCU would Like, you never... mean second? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think C.J. Stroud probably finishes third. Um, I think Stetson Bennett definitely should finish third. If Stetson Bennett finishes any higher, it's going to be because he's I mean, higher, I, it's it's, he got all the south vote, I yeah, guess, somehow. Because his ratio touchdown to interception isn't that impressive with the team that he has. I mean, he's thrown for a lot of yards, but he's also thrown a lot of passes. He's thrown more passes than C.J. Stroud, yeah. which I was amazed by when I looked at. I didn't realize he had thrown more. I thought he would throw like 75% of the time that C.J. Stroud has thrown, and he's thrown more, and I couldn't believe that. And he only has, he has 20 touchdowns and six interceptions. I mean, that's not that impressive for the team that they have. Do you think they should wait to give the Heisman Trophy to the end of the year? Like, I'm saying, like, why not? Yeah. Why, what's the difference if the Heisman Trophy's handed out on December 10th or January Fifteenth. Yeah. Like, don't you think it'd be good to see him in the bowl games where yeah. they're playing against even the stuff? That's the thing. Like, stuff for it's like they say the playoff. The MVP is based off like their regular season or whatever, but they wait till the after the season's over right. to award the thing. But well, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, what, I think they just need to clarify. Let's see what Duggan does against a Michigan defense. Let's see what CJ. I mean, to me, it would make more defense. sense to have it after the entire season's over because. Yeah, I mean, like you could give it to Caleb Williams, and then Max Duggan goes out and, and throws for ten touchdowns and. 870 yards in the two games if he beats Michigan and then wins in the national championship. I mean, how are you not going to give it to him then? Right. So well, it's definitely I think something they should think about. I don't I don't know why we're rushing. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like they have to name a winner by yeah. Christmas or anything. Well, that's the thing. We're we're living in such a pastime with that award too, um, with yeah. the timing of because obviously postseason play has just erupted over the last 20 years. I mean, they didn't even have conference championship games 20 years ago. So. Um, that's just wild to me, and not to mention the, the amount of bowl games has risen up, and then now playoff and people don't talk about it. Like, I mean, I feel like we're the only ones talking about that. So, I think it's time. It's time for a change, and hopefully one day they do it. So, college football, we will not forget. We will be back here next week. We'll make some more predictions and go from there. Another story, a couple other little storylines to keep in line. The World Cup on Saturday, U.S. goes down. We forget about soccer now for the next four years. And we wait until next time it's in North America. The American team, though, I did was reading something today. They're a younger team. They should be a a stronger, more competitive team going forward. Um, So maybe in four years, maybe they'll be. Well, this is the same thing. I was watching it on ESPN about them at, like, what would it be? In 2002 or something like that, Mm -hmm. that they had a young team, same thing. And they only ended up winning one game. In the round of sixteen or after, um, since then I don't remember. I don't know the names. I can see his face right now. Uh, he had black hair. I don't know what his name is. So, but um, like they said the same thing, and they've they just kind of like showed all the stats and all the years and this and that, and how the U.S. team just through the coaches and different you know leadership just still isn't you know comparable to the other you know countries out there. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just you know. It was fun while it lasted. People got excited, and it was over just like that. Yeah. College basketball. It was over. Yeah, college basketball's um, in full stride here. Steven and I, I was texting him the other day. The Big Ten, I think, is going to be a really cool conference, folks. I mean, just when we think in Well, then just talking about it, I was actually, another thing, not to interrupt you, but um, it was well, something about, yeah, and I don't care. Um, I don't know where, it was on ESPN. I don't remember who said it. But it was some basketball analyst and said, like, you know, they always said they said that the Big Ten was going to take a step down this year. They're not going to be nearly as good. And then they showed that, like, 
of over the Power 5 conferences, the Big Ten. And I don't know how they did this. I don't think it was based off entirely off record. I think there was like a more of an equation to it. But it's actually, so far, the best conference in college basketball right now. And I think it's tough because I can only speak for Michigan because I've watched them. I mean, they were beating Virginia the whole time, number three team in the country. And to be honest with you, they had every chance against Kentucky, and they just didn't win. I mean, I think they're two losses that are, I think, good for them. I think that they learned a lot. I think that they, uh, from top to bottom, they all could get better. Coaching, players, all the above could get better. So, um, yeah, I think the Big Ten's going to be tough. you got Purdue that could be the best team in the country right now. I mean, they got one of the best players in the country without question, Edie, as long as he stays out of foul trouble. There's not many big men that are going to be able to stop him at all. So, I know, but the defend, uh, I mean, the odds on favorite to win the title: North Carolina struggling, losing four games. losses in a Gonzaga's row. Gonzaga's losing games, folks. Yeah, um, Gonzaga so, only beat Kent, uh, Kent State last night by seven, and they, they were losing. Run. Yeah, they were losing um, with three minutes, three and a half minutes to go. They were losing. So, um, no, yeah. we haven't forgot about college basketball. When there's no, have? there's no unbeatable team. I, mean, I feel like we said that pretty much every year, but there's definitely no unbeatable team because Kent State almost always, almost actually beat uh, Houston as well. So just yeah, a week gonna, before or whatever. We're gonna have some. We're gonna have more talk in college basketball. We just got so much going on football. We haven't forgot though. The NFL number one draft pick Baker Mayfield now goes to team number three. Oh, the Rams claimed him. I see. Yeah, yeah. I knew that he was uh, released by the the. Um, Panthers, but I did not see that he was picked up by the, yeah. the Rams. But I mean, it, it probably is not a bad pick for the Rams just no, because they're I, so I, shorthanded I, right I now. I thought my mindset went right to the 49ers because yeah. of Garoppolo's injury. But um, I, when I saw that, I was like, interesting. Well, yeah, I, I was. I picked up the Seattle Seahawks defense last week for fantasy. I tell you what, I didn't watch any of the game with the Rams in Seattle, but that Wolford guy, for the most part, played pretty good. He, he they moved the ball a lot. I mean, they only scored 23 points, but they moved the ball a lot um, against the, the Seahawks. Yeah, I thought it was, it was again, quarterback injuries. Garoppolo's foot apparently is not broken, so he's not going to need surgery. So he could potentially be back by the playoffs. Um, the Rams, I don't know if they got a chance. We'll see what they do with Baker Mayfield. Deshaun Watson returned to the field on Saturday. On Sunday. I don't think the Rams have a chance, but okay. no. But, um, they looked against anybody horrible. almost. Um, I think Brown, the Browns offense scored three points for them if they scored any for against Houston. Yeah, oh, I don't know. They won, uh, they made me miss some money, so I don't know. They care. scored two defensive touchdowns. Oh, well, if you had um, the Browns defense, it looked like it was pretty good then. Yeah, they scored 31 points, I think, in fantasy this week because <laughs> I, I, I saw that, but um, I'm gonna look that up because that was a pretty startling statistic. Um, it's tough to do. Yeah, I, I, I was like I said, it was amazing. Let me see what it was exactly. And this is on. Um, this was on my on the ESPN app I was looking at. Um, Browns defense scored um, thirty-one points. Hmm. Three. Uh, take that back. Their defense. That's right. I don't think they scored any points on offense. Their defense had three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. They had three defensive touchdowns? Yes. What was the final score of that game? 27 to... Uh, so the offense had six points. Yeah, 27 to 14. <clears throat> I think they scored two field goals, though. So the defense had three touchdowns, two interceptions, two fumble returns, and they only allowed 12 points. And then because Houston got a safety. <laughs> so... Yeah, that was that was amazing um, to see that. So good luck to the Browns. It's an offensive battle. Yeah, I'm starting the Dallas defense this week against Houston because I hope Dallas is a good defense. Yeah, so. they do. They got a good defense. We got actually six teams on buys. I think this is the final week of buys um, this week in the NFL. Seems late to have a buy already um, with six teams, and then. I think the fantasy football playoffs start after this week. So mm-hmm. It was last week for, I mean, obviously at least our league. So there's a little bit of jockeying going on. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. And what about Tom Brady last night? Resurrected from the dead. <coughs> I wish he could have done it a little fucking sooner because I told you I had the under in that game, and then I also had the... We're rated PG. I don't care. Oh, my Lord. Um, I had him with one and a half points. 
And I was like, okay, I mean, like, the, the Bucks cannot lose the Saints. I know he can't beat the Saints, but there's no way it happens again, at least, right? And they were down 13-3 to with, like, eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and I turned my TV off, and I was like, there's just no way. And then I woke up, and I saw that they won, and, of course, they only won by one, though. <laughs> I thought they would have scored two touchdowns and won by four, and I was like, let's go. Like, I won both my bets then, and I would have got a good amount of money, um, but I won at least the one of, the, one of them. So. Yeah, I love you. But that's just... Sad. I love hearing he's back in the game of that, folks. Let's get this done. Las Vegas and the Rams start off Thursday night football. The Rams' defense is still pretty good. They said Baker Mayfield might actually get to play a little bit on Thursday. I don't think it matters. My Super Bowl predicted Las Vegas Raiders roll again. Devontae Adams went freaking off, folks. Had a, a flea flicker touchdown, folks. Las Vegas is back, and Vegas Rose against the Rams. Yeah, I got Vegas. I mean, there's some pretty easy games this week to pick. I mean, there's probably about five of them this week that you could probably make with a blindfold on your over your yeah, eyes and know, lots of points. We didn't think this a few weeks ago. Now we get the rematch. New York going to Buffalo this time. Is there any chance Mike White, who had a chance to solidify, I think his 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 quarterbacking in New New York, just couldn't get it done against Minnesota at the end? Can New York beat Buffalo? I find that hard to believe. I mean, that's a tough ask. All right, um, well, then I'll go Buffalo with you as well. Um, yeah, I think they got him once. I don't think they get him twice. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Joe Burrow has got to exercise the demons against Cleveland. But I'm going to tell you right now. He can now, beat the, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, but. He can't beat the Browns. I just find that hard but to I'm believe. But I'm going to tell you right Again, now, at least. after the offense I saw last week and. Cleveland is adamant on throwing the football. They will not let just Nick Chubb run the football. Cincinnati beats Cleveland. Yeah, I got Cincinnati beating the daylights out of Cleveland. Wasn't it great to see Joe Burrow beat Patrick Mahomes on Sunday? Third time in a row. Yeah, it was good to see. I think the Bengals, and I know Joe Mixon hasn't even been playing. But yeah, he didn't play. Perrine, or what is his name? Perrine. I mean, Perrine, is, is, he's playing it's tough. out of his mind. Um, and Chase is back, so I think... For sure, the Bengals exercise the demons and beat Cleveland. Okay, Houston at Dallas. If Dallas loses this game, folks, woof, but Dallas destroys Houston. Yeah, I mean, they should win by at least three to four touchdowns. A really tough game, Minnesota at Detroit. Detroit is hot. Minnesota has not. I saw a tweet today, and I was going to save it, and I forgot to. Like, <clears throat> they haven't won a double-digit game in in yeah. three years or two years. game by 17 or points yeah. or something. They um, many, I'm going to uh, tell you right now, Detroit's playing good. Swift's back. I, I think Detroit beats Minnesota. I think, I think there's no good. question in my mind that Detroit beats Minnesota. I mean, it's stupid to say, but they're, what, 5-7? and seven? Yeah. There's not many teams that are hotter in the NFL right now than no. the Lions. I think they're beating Minnesota. I mean, they're potentially one play away from beating Buffalo and winning, what, five straight? Yeah. I mean, that's just... It's uh the future is right, and they yeah. have the Rams pick yeah. this. They're, they're gonna get hopefully the Rams keep losing, folks. Yeah, I mean the Rams they're gonna get a top three pick probably, and then they're gonna get whatever pick they get in the draft yeah. in the first round. Yeah, so Lions so, all the way. I think they upset Minnesota in the big D. Jacksonville at Tennessee. Tennessee got absolutely washed up by Philadelphia. I hate watching Tennessee play football. Why does Tennessee have to be that way? Um, Jacksonville, though, after beat beating the, the Ravens, got beat up. The Lions beat them up. So as much as I don't want to do this, I really hate making this pick. I'm going to go Tennessee because it's at home. I'm going to go Tennessee as well. Is Trevor Lawrence going to play? Because I saw he kind of got tackled pretty yeah, badly. Yeah, he came back. In the, in the fourth quarter, so I'm assuming he's going to play. I lost to go Tennessee. Philadelphia is going to beat the Giants. The Giants, <laughs> folks, you know what it's, well, maybe you, some hopefully you don't know what it's like to kiss your cousin, but all you had to do was watch the New York football Giants and the Redskins tie last week. 20, I, what was that? The tie was 20-20 and the over was 40.5? Yeah. <laughs> oh, folks. Philadelphia, just too good. They're going to run all over. The Giants, they're a good defensive team, but let's be honest, the Eagles are winning this game. Yeah, the Giants' offense is 
not great for the record. So, Lamar Jackson. Don't ask me how. Is he playing, playing this weekend? No, I don't think so. So, so then he, I would. Yeah. They said he's week to week, so yeah. I guess he could play. Um, I assume that. Let him back somehow to win that game. Don't ask me how. Um, Pittsburgh's just. I think they're five and seven, right? Just a couple games. Yeah, they've won their last few. Like. Pittsburgh's playing better. It's at Pittsburgh. It's a rivalry game. Without Lamar Jackson, I'll go Pittsburgh. Yeah, I would would certainly take Pittsburgh. I mean, Lamar Jackson's an interesting figure to look at because he obviously didn't sign. He went all in on himself this year and has just not lived up to expectations. Um, So we'll see what happens. But Buffalo, I mean, Pittsburgh for sure beats Baltimore. Okay, folks, are you ready for a snoozer? Kansas City at Denver. That offense of Denver. Could you imagine what we were thinking about that? Uh, how many weeks ago? Uh, like eleven weeks ago or twelve I think weeks that ago? Was be the Monday night football. No, it would be fourteen weeks ago. Or this is supposed to be the Sunday night football game, and they. We were, we were all probably excited about that three month, two, two, three months ago. Oh, Kansas City lost. They win this week. Yeah, I mean Kansas City should beat Denver by a thousand. So Tampa Bay at San Francisco. Purdy's in now as the quarterback. He really didn't do much for San Francisco. He did make a few nice passes. Tom Brady's coming off. He beat of this. the fucking Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins are. Oh my, two F words in the same. Well, shot. did you watch that game? I did. Yeah, you should be using F words left and right now Miami, after watching that crap. I, I have no. Miami is a fraud. I'm going with this. I think the hardest game of the week to pick. That defense of San Francisco is nasty, folks. Both good defenses. Now, Miami... Take the under. Miami did have a couple people, I guess, on the offensive line that wasn't starting. I didn't know that until today. Um, Go pick anyone in this game. Just pick the under. Yeah, I, I'll go Tampa Bay. I'll go Tampa Bay as well. Um, the reason being, I think that uh, a whole week of preparation against the 49ers, and I just think that Purdy played well. Do I think he's going to do it again? I don't think so. No. Hey, Seattle's a good team still. They can score some points. Uh, just keep throwing it to DK Metcalf, folks. Seattle beats Carolina. And Tyler Lockett, don't forget about him. Okay. Uh, if you're, you're going to throw one to pass to Metcalf, throw another one to uh, Lockett. Um, all the touchdowns passing to those two, and nothing else will be asked of you, Geno Smith. I'll be happy. Herbert defeats Tua. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Chargers should be able to beat Miami. If Mike Williams is back, I think it's great for him. Yeah, I think I think uh, I the Chargers are better. Offensively, though, I mean, we, we kind of said this. I at least said this all year. If you look at Miami, they really don't move the ball that much. I know that they everyone wants to talk about their offense, but they rarely get over 350 yards of offense in a game. And against the 49ers, they have one play, and then from there on out, they were just piss poor. Yeah, I just wish Herbert had some protection. He is running for his life on that offensive line, folks. Los Angeles wins. And then we end on December 12th, the New England Patriots at Arizona. I think Arizona comes back, pulls out a victory. I'll go Arizona in the battle of two boring teams. Yeah, I think Arizona finds a way to win this game. New England, I don't know what they're going to do. They're in a situation that they haven't been in in... 20-some years now. <laughs> I have no idea of the direction of the organization. So No, that looks pretty bad. So I'll go Arizona. Um, so you're right. This is, I think, in almost every league, this is it, the final week of fantasy football. So um, we got to, uh, believe it or not, I'm going to finish first in both of my two leagues. Um, and now I'm just setting myself for up for a disastrous first-round loss after being the number one seed. Well, you don't have to worry about it in one-year leagues, though, right? That's right, because I'm You're already five. going. I can't finish worse than fourth. Hey, I moved, my, I moved up to five, and, I mean, theoretically, if I win this week and Whoopal loses this week, I can move up to four. So, I mean, I guess I would probably play Whoopal either way as long as I don't slide down because I've scored almost 100 more points than the person behind me. But, I mean, I haven't... I've bounced back in the last two weeks, kind of been scoring more points recently, but I mean, I think Chase getting healthy it just helps me immensely. Tight end situation is kind of tough for me with, I don't know what I'm going to do with the tight end, tight end situation. I have, I have no idea. Have you seen my tight end situation? It's embarrassing. Well, I mean, I had Hurst, 
Well, who did I have before that? I don't remember who I had before that. Oh, I had Zach Ertz, and then he was out. And then I had Hayden Hurst, who played a quarter, and now is out. And they said he's doubtful for this week. And I had uh, the, t- the Dallas tight end before that, but then he got hurt. Or I think he got hurt, or he just stunk. And I just eventually dropped him after a while. Um, probably also didn't help that they were, uh, with Dak being out, they probably went, I mean, they were winning, but. I had the I eighth pick were. in your draft, the first pick in the other one. So it's interesting how it happens. I got Kelsey in the other one. He only scored five points this week, Kelsey. God, what a jerk. Yeah. But I think I'm going to have to go out and get a new tight end. I, I don't think, I don't think I can win with, with this guy. I got Cochran from New Jersey, from the Jet Jets. What's his name? Cochran. Cochran. Conklin? Conklin? Conklin. Conklin? Let me see. Where's he at? Yeah, Conklin, not Conklin. Oh, I like Conklin better. It sounds better. Um, But I do got Woods from um, Indianapolis, and I've been looking ahead already at his game log because he had a couple big games here. Um... So, uh, I don't know, not a couple big games. Just it seems like he had a good game. and But at the end, he's got Minnesota. He gives up the ninth most. The Chargers give up the 11th most. And the Giants give up the eight most to tight end. So, that's what I'm hanging my – I'm hanging on for. So, we'll see. But anyway, so we'll wrap up fantasy football season, a regular season next week. We'll make some college football picks. We'll see where we are in the NFL. And we'll just dive in maybe every week a little more into the four teams in the playoffs. See if we can get some some winners there. Uh, you know, I think next week we'll have to probably dive into at least the first half of these bowl games. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely get into them and see what happens. Um, oh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. We'll see that commercial pretty soon on ESPN. So um, enjoy it, and we'll see you next week. Oh.